Hey everybody and welcome back to The Wave. Everybody. All millions and millions of people of you that aren't listening to this podcast. Hundreds and thousands, dozens and dozens. Um, yeah, welcome to The Wave of the Rage of Podcast. And uh, it's a very nice and sunny evening in Aylesby right now. And uh, I'm currently sat watching last night's game, Phoenix Suns versus Dallas Mavericks. I know we won. Uh but uh, I'm I'm just totally blown away by the offense that we see. Even the defense from the Suns and the aggressiveness from the Mavs. With Jason Kidd as a head coach, I mean, it's going to be hard to kind of... I don't know, there's, enough, there's nothing like playoff basketball, is there? <clears throat> I'm watching this guy, this goddamn guy, Luka, Luka Doncic. Like, it's amazing. It's actually amazing. Like I, I was convinced when he first came into the league that this guy was like an android who was just programmed to play basketball because there was just things that he was doing that you look at a guy like him, like he doesn't look like he's the most athletic, he doesn't look like he's in the best of shape, but he just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and he just scores. He just put the moves on Cam Johnson like I've never seen before. And they've just thrown out one of these uh one of these really abstract stats. You know, those really uh, reach-for-the-stars kind of needle-in-a-haystack stats. I mean, I remember having a running joke with one of my friends about it. You know, they always do these things. It's like fifth fifth player ever in history with 27 points, nine rebounds, and four assists with only committing two turnovers in 33 minutes of gameplay. Like, they would just come out with these random ones like that. And now Luka Doncic, his... Uh, his playoff scoring average equals Michael Jordan. <clears throat> now what Luka Doncic doesn't have is the team around him. You can see he's visibly getting pissed off with the team around him. But what can you expect, man? I mean, we've got Chris Paul, who's playing on a whole different stratosphere to every other point guard in the league. I don't care what you say about Curry or Jar. Jar is a scorer. And it's through his scoring he's able to get other people involved. But nobody dictates the pace. Nobody manipulates defences and strategizes offence quite like Chris Paul. Devin Booker is is becoming the greatest, one of the greatest scorers in the league. He already was for a long time. People just slept on these sons. DeAndre Ayton, he's, uh, they just brought out one of his stats. It was like 10.7 points a game while shooting over... Uh, 63% and it was the longest such streak since um, like seven of those games it was a long playoff games it was the longest such streak since 1963 and you're just like who the, f- who the fuck sits there and comes up with this shit like do they just have algorithms that just pop up on a screen or do people really dig into the history and really figure that shit out because I don't know if I'd like to do that job it would be so boring just staring at spreadsheets and numbers and pages and pages of just data. But, you know, when you hear it, when it just pops up on the screen like that and you see it, you're like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. But yeah. I'll tell you something else that's going to be cool. Monday night. Monday night. I'm taking a friend to London. And it's a guy. It's not a girl, unfortunately. Actually, I probably wouldn't want to go with a girl to this. A girl. A lady, a woman, whatever. Um, and I'm going to go watch Tool. The band, the arguably, in my opinion, in my in my humble and uneducated opinion, 
Uh, it's arguably the greatest, one of the greatest rock bands in history. Prog rock, whatever you want to justify. All these, I never realised how many subcategories of rock there was. You know, you've got like thrash metal, speed metal, hair metal, glam metal. Uh, I don't know if that's the same thing. Prog rock. Other, like, you know, I don't know. And then there's just classic rock and roll, I guess. I don't know. Oh, they're making a run. I think Donchus just scored all 26 points from Oh, no, that was Kleber. Maxi Kleber. Kleber. Kleber, Kleber, Kleber. Um, <clears throat> Jesus Christ, that's reckless play. What's he doing? Um, yeah, so we, I'm going to, into London to watch uh, the tour finish off their last, their Fear Inoculum tour. Uh, it should have been, it was an album they brought out after an absence of 10 years with an album. Uh, and it apparently pissed off all the Tool fans because they kept teasing things or hinting at things and it just never came, never came, never came. You know, their, their uh, lead, lead, lead vocalist, he ended up somehow owning a vineyard. So he was he was in the wine game, apparently. So that's apparently that's pretty cool. That's a good side hustle to have, I think. <clears throat> and uh, excuse me, I've got to keep clearing my throat. I don't know what's going on with me. Uh, yeah. So my friend got me into them. The one I've taken, I bought the tickets like six months ago, maybe longer. And uh, I've been waiting for this day, and it's been gradually counting down, counting down. This is once in a lifetime. Okay, I don't know if. I don't know if you know Tool are ever going to bring out another album. I don't know if they're ever going to go on another tour like this. It started in January. They've done all of the USA. They did all of pretty much all the big spots in Europe, and now they're finishing off in uh, London for two gigs. And it's a gut. It's kind of gutted actually. This is I'm going to go on the 9th of May, and at the time we booked the tickets, it was the last show. But because of high demand, they added on a second show for the 10th. Now, wouldn't it be better to go on the very last show? Now I'm kind of like, I'm having that FOMO feeling, like fear of missing out, like they're going to do some extra shit because it's their last show. But I thought we, I thought we were going to the last show, but clearly people want to see them more than I do. But, uh, oh, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to go and it's going to be one of those experiences. I don't think I've ever gone to a concert sober. Like, I've done events and stuff sober, but like... You know, I was talking to my friend, like, he's South African. We've had, obviously, a history of doing drugs and stuff, like, us individually. I mean, he grew up on acid and fucking all sorts of shit out there, man. South Africa, it was just open season. You can get everything. Poose, poose easy to get drugs. <laughs> poose is, like, one of these slang, South African slang words that um, literally mean anything you want to apply it to. Like, I can say, this game is poose good, or I can say... Jay, Crow Jay Crowder's acting like a poos, or I can say it's poos cold. It's kind of like fuck, or the way we kind of. But then they also say fuck. It's fucking poos cold. It's fucking poos hot. It's f I'm fucking poos tired. Um, you're acting like a poos. I heard that plenty of times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's one of those cool words. And like he, the way he says cigarette is guai. I'm going for a guai, guai. I don't know. It's just those slangs. But, um, yeah, so he got me into them initially. We did speak about potentially getting some drugs, but I've kind of been backing off the subject because uh, my sobriety, it kind of means too much to me right now, and I've doubled down on it a little bit recently, um, <clears throat> which is which is what I need to be doing. Um, you know, I spent, Jesus, I spent my whole 20s, well, since the age of 13, drinking alcoholically. 
Like, I always knew I drank differently. You know when you're a kid and you stand outside these off-licenses and you just, like, you know... You you just approach strangers and for some reason with like they'll have like you'll just you don't have cash as a kid, you have coins. So you've got like four of you have all saved up and scratched together coins. Maybe one of you who's kind of off the, on the upper side of middle class has like a fiver on him or something. But like you give this random stranger just a handful of coins and like can you can you go in and buy uh twenty four white lightning? Because that's what it was. We just wanted to get fucked. White lightning was the thing. And for some 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 alcoholics, it still is the thing. Um, you know, it was just one of those. I remember I remember a guy in AA saying it's cider that hasn't seen too many apples, and it's totally fucking true because you drink actual cider and you can taste, you know, the Bulmers or Fatchers or whatever. You can taste that there's apples in it, but this one is like it's like just it just like the company just go through the streets just like rounding up the homeless, put them all in a vat, and just kind of ring them out. And all the juice and whatever flows from them, maybe like you know, the, you get the urine out of their trousers, and then you probably fucking sprinkle it with some formaldehyde. I don't fucking know. And that's what you're drinking. It's murder juice. It really fucks you up. And that's what I was drinking because it was cheap, and it was efficient. It was gonna get me fucked quicker. You know, you buy these big three liter bottles, man. Like, yeah, like so. Since the age of thirteen, on and off, you know, I was drinking. You know, my first. As soon as I turned 18, all the gloves were off. Like, I was on a slippery slope. When I used to work as a care worker, that was one of my first real jobs. And I loved it, but, you know, I still smoked a lot of weed back then. I lived at my mum's house. It wasn't great. And uh, it was a struggle to kind of maintain it because the lifestyle I had was I would work late shifts for this care home. And I love being a care worker, can I just say. Like, people used to take the piss at me, like, oh, you wipe old ladies' asses, that's gross. Like, the only thing I will say is I would love eventually for that to be the case when I'm an old man. Someone actually cares enough to do that shit for me. But what they probably will have is just robots, or we'll probably be dead by then and replaced by robots. So, you know, what difference does it make? I mean, the way the world is going, I I don't know if I'm gonna see 50. I'm scared for the future. I really am, but I don't let people know it. I just kind of carry on in the like in a, you know. This is why people say ignorance is bliss because the more when I went down the rabbit hole when I was you know, my sister taught me a lot of shit you know about the Illuminati and the corporations and the religious side of it. Like there's two sides of it. There's the business corporate side of it, but then there are, there is the religious corruption side of it where like one of the reasons why the invasion into the Middle East happened was because they wanted the, they wanted to seize the Holy Land for the return of the Antichrist. And then obviously what we would hear, kind of, if you dug a little bit deeper, was it's all about oil. It's all about natural resources. But yeah, you could look at both sides of it and find crazy, scary potential truth in all of it. Um, so yeah, you know, when I went really down that rabbit hole, it, it fed into my depression because I just realised I was living in a fucked up world, and then I was jealous of people who were just ignorant to it. Like, people were just ignorant to it, and they they had successful, happy, content lives because they didn't realise how fucked up the planet was. And I just think, why did I even bother getting into it? And then I just kind of, <clears throat> I just, I just put it on the head. Like, I hit on, I hit that on the head. Like, I didn't want to do it anymore. What the fuck was that? I uh. Realised it wasn't doing me any favours. I've got a friend who always she tr- always tries to talk to me about this sort of shit. And as much as I love her and she's amazing to talk to, and I do find these topics really interesting, I know what I'm like, and I know if I go if I even peek down that fucking rabbit hole, I'm gonna get sucked in. 
you know, it's going to be crazy, but, um, yeah, uh, so yeah, going to see Tool on Monday, and, uh, it's going to be fucking epic, so, no drugs, keeping it sober, and do you know what, some of the best experiences I've had is while being sober, like, it really is, you just don't, you just feel it differently, like, you're not belligerent, you're not fucking distracted, it's not like, oh, it enhances the senses, man, like, no, it doesn't, it just fucking, it just distracts you, and then now, I can absorb it all in and take it all in for this world, the journey into London, seeing the sights, I'm going to try and see if my mate wants to go to a comedy show, if there is one around, I mean, the show starts at 8, probably finish at 11, I'm sure there'll be something going on, this is the one thing about comedy shows, like, I'm really looking for open mics, and unless I live in London, or at least I have the money to travel in, like, pretty much every day, like, I work night shifts, so... Then the shows are normally on at like eight, eight to ten o'clock, on these random like say a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday evening. You very rarely get weekend shows, but I work weekends anyway, so I think I've got. I'm lucky to have the flexibility, and because I work nights, you know, I can wake up at like five o'clock, sort my shit out, get ready, then get into London for a nine o'clock show or something if I can get myself booked. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, difficulties now. People, you need to bring bringers to a lot of them, which is like you've got to bring someone along with you to kind of pack up the crowd a little bit more. I don't want to do that. Not really. Like I, I want, I don't want anyone in the crowd to kind of know me when I'm first getting started. I just want to kind of figure it out and like see if I'm funny. My friends know I'm funny, but they also get sick of me. So there's one thing the guy I'm going with when I told him about this podcast, he was like, "Dude, I listen to your rants all the fucking time. I don't want to listen to them online." <laughs> Which is perfectly understandable to me. Like every time we every time we spend the time together, I'm just constantly going off on some random shit. But yeah, man. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to do this. You know, I was uh, yeah, and being sober. Like I said, I was thinking a lot about my um, late. You know, when I when I mentioned the other day about you know becoming you know sober, you know for for good and all, as they say. Uh, <laughs> it's always for fucking good and all um, but yeah just remembering the fucking horrors of the withdrawals and stuff and I had COVID not too long ago and it brought me back to that kind of like I wasn't fucked like breathing wise but like I was going trying to sleep and like I was having like palpitations and I was like having those like weird prickly heat chills and like it just brought me straight back to remembering how that was where it's like you can't get comfortable, you get hot, then you get cold, you get sweaty, then you get like, you start getting nauseous and coughing, you can't eat, oh Jesus Christ, and then just like little things will just start, like your fingertip will start hurting, like you get little prickly, like someone sticking needles into you, you know, your legs get all itchy, you get random bruises and like cuts, and your muscles ache, it's fucking outrageous, it's actually outrageous, you know, and I was approaching that fucking age then, like, I live with a guy, well, I live in shared accommodation, one of the guys I live with is 22, I'm pretty sure he drinks like a beast every fucking day, but he gets up for work, I can hear him do it, he gets up for work and he goes, and I just think longingly about how that used to be, because as I was saying, when I was a carer, my routine was, I'd work the evening shift, so like 2 to 9, or 2 to two to 10 or something, and I'd walk back home, I'd walk through the town centre, stop at an off-licence, get like six beers which ended up graduating to eight which graduated to ten which graduated to twelve you know as the weeks went on which meant it got less and less easier to get up for work in the morning 
but I'd also like ring my dealer, pick up a drawer, and then I'd just go home, I'd walk upstairs, I'd sit, up, sit in this big ass fucking chair I had in my room at the time, and I would just like whack my PlayStation on, and be playing, I'd be playing NBA, I think it was NBA 2K11. That's a clean foul. No, not a clean foul, that's a clean block. I think they're calling it a clean block as well. Sweet. Um, <clears throat> oh no, they're not in the bonus. Oh, but there was a shooting foul. No, I don't know. But, um, oh geez, they've just taken the fucking lead. First lead this series, and it's like come halfway through the second quarter. I don't know the play by play scoring, so that's kind of. I know we won, but I, uh, it's nice to see how. I just think, uh, again, eventually it's just gonna. It's just gonna. It's like the. It's, a, it's the game of attrition. You know, it's eventually it's going to run out. They're going to run out of options. Luca can't score 120 points in a game. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him, but but you know, they need they need uh, as Shaq would say, they need contributions from the others. Yeah, well, they need the others. Uh, hey kids, Shaquille O'Neal, and uh, I don't know. That's a bad impression. But yeah, oh Jesus, what are we doing? You've got Ish Rainwright playing. Rain Rainwright. Wayne Wright. Wayne Wright. Rainwright. You've got a really hard name to say. Ish Wainwright. It's not actually that hard. I'm just being an idiot. Um Yeah, so like yeah, that would be my routine. I'd just come home and I would just sit there and <laughs> the only time I knew I'd had like enough to smoke was when every time I was Oh don't f That's insane! That's like four fucking offensive fouls in a row. And I swear that while he was moving his feet. Look at this. Look at that. Look, what the hell? No way. Jesus. I mean, I suppose it's excessive contact, but that's what Chris Paul does. He's little. He kind of backs his ass into people and then just kind of... That's. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Jay Crowder. He does it back to them. He knows what he's playing at. He knows what he's playing at. I fucking love Jay Crowder. He's a little bitch sometimes, but so is Devin Booker. But um, yeah, that was actually a pretty fucking awesome sequence. Um, yeah, so I would know that I was fucked because I'd start to like turn the ball over or miss shots on the game, and I was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. But I'd still lay in bed drinking because I couldn't, I couldn't leave beers unfinished. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't leave beers in the fridge. I had to finish what I had, and that was just one of those, you know, all or nothing kind of problems I had. And yeah, like I said, eventually it got harder to wake up out of the bed, and then like, you know, problems with my mum would escalate, and then uh, next thing you know, I'm living in a tent and I'm homeless, sleeping on an inflated mattress, but yet I'm still able to, uh, you know, that tent was like everything to me, I loved it, because like, obviously I'd only ever lived at my mum's, and it was pretty fucking fucked up living there, I'll be honest with you, open free for Crowder, buzzer beater. And, um, uh, yeah, it was pretty fucked up living there. So when I had my tent, which I actually shoplifted from this fucking Sports Direct store near me, um, I just walked in, picked it up and walked out. <laughs> it's fucking easy to shoplift, man. It really is. People should do it more often. I, I, I advocate shoplifting. Not because it makes you, it means you're a bad person, but because it, like, Companies and businesses and corporations, they just take and they take and they take and they take and they treat their employees like shit. And they're not going to miss like a six pack of beer or a fucking 25 pound tent. 
You know, it's not going to make a dent into the overall... Co like, look at Mike Ashley, the guy who owns Sports Direct. I don't know if he still does, actually. And then he also owns Newcastle. I don't know if he still does, actually. I don't know. Maybe my maybe I'm a little bit outdated with my references here. Alright, I'm getting sick of these fucking whistles. It's like one every ten seconds. This is actually pissing me off. Um, but yeah, like... Uh, I advocate shoplifting. Just, just take little bits here and there, you know. Like, you know, some women they, they, you know, they like the lip balm. They don't want to pay two fifty five for it, so they just, uh, you know, just pick it up, walk around for a bit, and just slip it in your pocket, or just keep it in your hand. No one fucking asks questions. No one gets paid enough to ask questions. Even security guards. It's actually fucking hilarious. Especially when you got one of those shoplifting jackets. You know, like it's a, it's a bit of a bigger coat with the, with the seam torn on the inside. You can just slide things in. Like, nice nice size for like a, a bottle of whiskey or wine or something. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was my 20s, man. Homeless, chauffeur surfing, going from accommodation to accommodation, job to job, trying to figure out why my life was so shit. And I couldn't realise, because I was in denial, that it was because I just kept drinking. I couldn't stop fucking drinking. So now I'm grateful. I'm, I, you know, I was overwhelmed with a little. You have these like what we call grat attacks, where it's like one day you just wake up and it all makes sense. You're like, I have a job, I have a roof over my head, I've got food in the fridge, I've got health, I've got friends, I've got future, and uh, yeah, it just kind of makes you think, what the fuck else have I got to worry about? And then you know, if you turn on the news or whatever, then you know what there is to worry about. But you know, just don't, just don't pay attention to it because it's all a fucking charade. It's all a game. It's, everyone's the fucking same. There's no one side or the other. It's all they're all cunts and they all fucking treat people like shit and they don't care about you, they don't care about me, they don't barely care about their own families. They care about money, they care about power, and that's how it's gonna be. That's how it is. Um Yeah, you know. So you know, my journey into sobriety is continuing, doubling down and uh yeah, I'm going to continue this, and I'm going to enjoy this game. I'm going to enjoy watching us pick them apart. I'm going to watch, enjoy watching Luka Doncic get even more pissed off with his teammates. Shaking his head with a weird smile on his face. He's got one of those neck beards that I can't have. Like, if you have your hair on your neck going down to that point, how does it not irritate the fuck out of you? I have to shave it off. I can't have it under there. Like, it's that little fold in your neck when, you, like, when you're looking down at something or when you're sleeping. And it just irritates you to death. So you know you got to shape it up a little bit. Look a bit, look a bit sweeter. I mean, he just—I don't know. He's a multi-millionaire. Does he really give a shit? He, maybe he, that is—that is proof that he's an android. That it doesn't bother him. Nothing seems to bother him apart from his own teammates' dis disappointments. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So tool on Monday. It's going to be fucking incredible. And. Um, yeah, that's me just just checking in with myself, I suppose. Like, I don't really know what else, who else is going to listen to this. And uh, if you do, leave me a like. Do whatever you want to do. Follow, like, subscribe. I don't know if you can do that. I'm still figuring out how to get this stuff down. I'm doing this all on my phone. I haven't even got a laptop. I really do need to invest in one of them. Um, I just hate, can't stand technology. When I'm overindulged with technology, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. Um, you know? I was born in the era where, like, I still remember what life was like before technology really sunk its teeth in, you know? And I remember what it was like when, you know, your only measurement of time was when you had to come home when the street lamps come on. That was it. I don't know any, I don't, I'm not, you know, my, the first thing I had that was like a little portable device was a Tamagotchi. 
It was a penguin one, and I fucking love penguins. Save the penguins. I will leave on that subject. So, uh, yeah. Enjoy yourselves. Um, I'm going to double down, like I said, and uh, keep on doing these podcasts, because who knows? Who really actually knows? One day when I'm old and grey, I'm going to listen back to these. Ooh! Biz Mac Biombo. I'm going to listen back to these, and I'll smile if, you know... I still have the capability to do that. But, um, yeah. Bottoms up, don't bottom out. What the fuck? Uh, Bottoms up, don't bottom out, and I'll uh, speak to you guys again in a few days. After Monday, I'll let you know how it goes, and I'll be buzzing my tits off from the whole, uh, whole event. So, yeah, thank you for listening, and take care.